Dr. Burks blames Trump, gas prices soar, Georgia takes on Texas in the World Series, and let's go Brandon tops the charts. All that and more on today's Random Thoughts. Hello and welcome to episode number 160 of the Random Thoughts podcast. That is R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. And on today's show, we have a lot to get through. Dr. Deborah Burks, though, first and foremost on the list for claiming something that anybody that's been listening to this podcast or anybody that's been following along with what's been going on with this COVID-19 pandemic would know is nothing more than a load of malarkey, to put it nicely, because Deborah Burks is claiming that Donald Trump is responsible for 30 to 40 percent of the total coronavirus deaths because the White House was too focused on the 2020 election. Now, I don't know how that can be the case. I don't know what she thinks any other politician would have done or could have done. Donald Trump worked on getting the vaccines produced by doing deals with a bunch of drug companies. The vaccines do seem to be effective. Some people will argue that the data is out there and go do your homework. Not saying there aren't side effects, but when it comes to things you can do to mitigate this virus, the vaccine was compared to uh, masks and social distancing. I don't think there's any question which one is more effective. Breitbart reports, quote, in closed door testimony to the House Select Coronavirus Subcommittee this month. Excerpts show that Dr. Burks claimed that up to 130,000 lives could have been saved if the Trump administration had promoted mask wearing and social distancing in the pandemic's early days. The White House did, however, promulgate the 15 days of slow to spread talking point, it says, while Anthony Fauci said people had, quote, no reason to be wearing masks. Quoting Dr. Burks directly, quote, I believe if we had fully implemented the mask mandates, the reduction in indoor dining, the getting friends and family to understand the risks of gathering in private homes, and we had increased testing, then we probably would have decreased fatalities into the 30% less to 40% less range. Dr. Burks is full of crap. Dr. Burks is nothing more than a political animal at this point. And nothing she says can be taken seriously because we have more data now than we did then. And again, we understand what mask wearing does. You can look it up. People have done the research when things considered are equal, including the number of people vaccinated, all this, where there are mask mandates versus where there are not mask mandates. No real difference. 
But you have to ask yourself how all the people that were so very, very much into the mask wearing, believing into that, buying into that. A lot of those people still got sick. And you want to know why? It's because a piece of paper isn't going to stop a virus. When you're talking about this concept of social distancing, being six feet away, that was really cute again until the science was more clear, until we had enough data to realize something that we were very early on, thanks to an interview that Adam Curry did with Maurice de Hunt, the Dutch guy that crunches the numbers and said, you know, um, it really appears that this is a virus that is aerosolized. And once you realize that the virus is aerosolized, the six foot distance means nothing. Zero. It might give you a little bit of a bubble, but when things are aerosolized, they can travel much further than six feet and they can get into your system not only through your mouth and through your nose, but also through your eyes. I remember a doctor that early on got this after being on a flight that said, you know, I was masked the whole time, but the reality is, uh, I'm pretty sure this could enter via your eyes as well. And that is absolutely true. So everybody that's out there wearing the masks and wearing the face shields, it's there to make you feel better. It's a placebo more or less, because unless you are covering your eyes and all sorts of other precautions being taken, probably not going to help you. So Dr. Burks, knowing all of this at this point, to be saying that Donald Trump, if he would have just called for more masking and more of the social distancing that he could have saved 130,000 lives, that is absolute bullcrap. It's a lie. Not even like she's wrong. She knows she's wrong because she's not a moron. There is no way that had that kind of an impact. Now, what might have had a really big impact were people like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, among others. But let's pick on them because, you know, they're now the vice president and president of the United States. I was going to say retrospectively, but we're really not sure which one is president and vice president at this point. But there are audio clips of them. And if you really want, I can find them and pull them out and put them in the next episode. But there's audio clips of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, among other Democrat politicians saying a Trump, a Trump vaccine. No way would I trust a vaccine. No vaccines take years. I would never take a vaccine if it came out under Trump. Well, the vaccine came out under Trump. It appears to be effective. Are there side effects? Sure. But the reality is those people, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, and the other Democratic politicians who were anti-vaccine because it was something Donald Trump did that shows you that these people do not have your best interests at heart, nor do any politicians. Everything they do is to increase their bank accounts and to increase the amount of power that they have. Dr. Burks, you're full of crap. To say something like this is laughable, but it also says to me 
as does the little game that I still play, which is, okay, you're listening to me. I don't know when you're listening to this. It probably doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if you're listening to this the day it's released, a month after, a year after, probably five years after. But if you go to the CNN website, I will almost guarantee you'll see the word Trump in one of the headlines right now, even though he hasn't been in office for a year. Because CNN is a little bit addicted to Donald Trump because they know that he is still a threat to them because of what is going on in the country right now. The biggest drop in approval rating by a president in non-wartime in pretty much ever. Joe Biden is heading down to the 30 percentile range while he and Dr. Jill, not a medical doctor, are off in Rome meeting with the Pope. So you got the guy on the planet who is the most anti-abortion in the Pope meeting with the guy that is most pro-abortion, it seems, Joe Biden, while he claims to be a good Catholic. I still don't understand how he even puts that one into his little pea brain mush mind, Uncle Joe Biden. Because I don't know how you uh, promote abortion and then say you're a good Catholic boy. Now, I understand saying, well, there's a separation between church and state and the law of the land. This is not a religious country, blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't mean you have to openly endorse abortions. And Joe Biden has. Because Joe Biden doesn't know what he's doing. His brain is mush. He is reading whatever points the far left gives him. He's not standing up to anybody. He's repeating the same stories about an Amtrak conductor that have been proven false over and over again, even by places like the Washington Post. But Joe keeps telling him why? Because his brain is mush and he doesn't know where he is or what he's doing most of the time. And that's sad. There's a lot of people who really hated Donald Trump. Are you not regretting your vote yet? Are you not regretting going, well, Donald Trump, that guy was really dangerous. He uh, said a lot of really mean things and he insulted people. Are you glad you got Mr. Potato Head now instead? You know, as China sends off weapons that uh, sub, you know, circle the earth and uh, go in um, ultrasonic speeds and do all sorts of uh, crazy stuff where. Our military's going, wow, never saw that. I don't know how they're even doing that. It's not a good feeling. I can tell you that. Also not a good feeling is the fact that the store shelves are bare. You know, I, I left the house. I don't like to do it, but I'll, every now and then I'll leave the house and went into our local grocery store here last night. and. Noticed a couple of things, which one, it seemed like a ghost town to begin with, which is a little bit weird. I mean, I know it's not always really necessarily packed when shopping, but it seemed like even less people than normal. All of the lights weren't on, and that made it seem something out of a dystopian nightmare kind of sci fi type movie because. You know, you could see what was on the shelves, but it was kind of like you were sneaking around in the place after it was closed. And that may just be to save money. I don't know. Save on electricity, because I mean, again, thanks to mush brain Biden, your heat and electric costs are skyrocketing at this point. So it may be to save some money. 
but also they might not want you to see the fact that half the shelves are empty. It's very weird. I mean, I get it. When it comes to supply chain, you'd figure, well, maybe fresh meat, there'd be a problem. You'd figure a few things, but when you walk down the snack aisle and half of the shelf space is just empty, where it was once overrunning with snackage, it's a little bit concerning. And I'm wondering, because our local grocery store was doing, we didn't take advantage of it because, I mean, I'm lazy, but we left the house. But they were doing free delivery this week, Monday through Thursday. And they've been pushing the free pickup for a while, which is what we've normally been doing. Because, I mean, really, having somebody do the shopping for you for free seems like a great deal. They discourage tipping on the pickup option and they encourage tipping on the bringing it to your house option, which makes all the sense in the world because the bringing the stuff to your house option is a huge convenience. My parents have been using it and I finally got them from Jewel, which is horrible. If anybody has a good experience with Jewel home delivery here in the Chicago area, let me know. I'm guessing most have been negative. I got my parents switched over to Meyer. They're much happier. The people that do the shopping for you at Meyer, if you order something and it ends up not being there, will text you and say, hey, they don't have whatever. They have this, this, and this, or you can tell them to just get you something completely different. And they will make those adjustments on the fly. The Jewel didn't do that for some reason. They just showed up without whatever it is you ordered. Not a good way to do business. But the people that do the shopping for Meyer, they're through a company here called Shipped. I'm thinking they are nationwide. And they seem to take their jobs a little bit seriously when we have used it in the past. The people doing the shopping will even ask you stuff like, well, oh, you ordered some avocados. Do you want those really hard? Do you want those a little soft? What are your preferences? And that makes the whole process that much better. And to me, that is worth paying a tip to not even have to leave the house and people will just show up and bring your groceries to you. But I'm wondering if the reason these services are being pushed, the pickup and delivery is because they know the negative connotations people are now having walking into their stores, which is completely out of their control that half the shelves are empty, but they know there's a negative connotation because I walked out and I said to my wife, it's like, wow, this is like being in some kind of bad sci-fi dystopian novel. When the look of the store just kind of seems like it's been picked over or, you know, it seems like half the store has been robbed, which is happening all over in the big cities anyway. George Soros spending more money to make this happen more and more. So everybody out there who was all for defunding the police and all for these DAs who don't want to prosecute people that are committing crimes. Yay, you, you're morons. For those of you who actually believe that criminals should be prosecuted, it's okay. You're the normal ones. You're the logical thinking ones, not the people who are pushing. I mean, in the bill, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden are putting out there trying to get rid of cash bail. This is in the news today, trying to get rid of cash bail because it's inconvenient to people of color is the uh, is the logic that they're using behind that one. I mean, it's really inconvenient when you're a criminal, I guess, but uh, no cash bail means ah, you get arrested 
they're not going to hold you. Just going to release you. You'll come back when you have to be in court, right? Nothing to worry about. You can thank Joe and Kamala and Pelosi and Schumer and that whole lot for what's going on in the country right now. The midterms are about a year away. Are you thinking yet? Are you thinking about how you might vote different? If not, reach out to me and let me know because I'd be curious. Gas prices alone in the past year under the watchful eye of Creepy Joe up $1.22 a gallon. Jen Pisaki, the peppermint patty mouthpiece, says, well, that's a good thing because it shows people are buying things. <laughs> yeah. Your heating bill is about to go up 50% this winter, which means, you know, if you spent uh, 500 bucks heating your house last year, it's going to be 750 or more to heat your house this year. I'm sure you'll find that to be convenient. I'm sure you'll find the fact that your groceries are up about 10 to 15 percent. I help a friend who has a restaurant do their website and their Thanksgiving packages that were one hundred ninety five dollars last year for like eight to ten people. was up to two hundred and twenty five dollars this year. So you figure that's close to a 15 percent hike in one year. No doubt prices are going up. Salaries aren't going up. So, you know, Biden can tell you and Pisaki can tell you that you're not being taxed more. It's just your money is worth less. I mean, do you really want to quibble over those terms at this point? Well, we're not being taxed more. I mean, I can't afford food, but at least I'm not being taxed more. Thanks. Thanks, Joe. Brain full of mush. Dollar 22 a gallon in the last year. On gas. So if you have to drive back and forth to work, congratulations. But there's a lot of people in this country right now. Again, Joe Biden's approval rating moving towards the 30% range. And there is a revolution going on. There is a revolution in the form of music. The artists are speaking out. And there are now two different, at least, let's go Brandon anthems. Did I say anthems? Anthems that are out there at number one and number two on the iTunes chart as of this week, Tuesday. So as of yesterday, which to put this into perspective, Adele, who I mean, Adele's looking good. She's lost a lot of weight. She's sounding excellent which she is a hell of a singer. doesn't matter what kind of uh, genre of music you like. You have to admit, Adele can belt out the songs. Well, she's pushed down to number three because there's two different tracks entitled Let's Go Brandon on the iTunes charts at number one and number two. I mean, think about that. Adele is being beaten out by two no-name guys who are doing raps to the whole let's go Brandon meme, which, of course, if you haven't been following along, there was a NASCAR race a few weeks ago. And when the driver, Brandon, was being interviewed in Victory Lane, the crowd start yelling, F Joe Biden, F Joe Biden. And that was very clear on the broadcast. And 
I mean, I feel bad for the female announcer that was interviewing the NASCAR driver because I don't think she was an idiot. I know she knows what they were saying, and I believe she was just making light of it and making a joke saying, hey, the crowd's really behind you. You know, let's go, Brandon, instead of uh, F Joe Biden. But this has started a revolution, and there's a lot of videos. There's a lot of memes. There are now a lot of people just saying, let's go, Brandon, which just represents F Joe Biden. And it's a lot harder to try to censor somebody for saying, let's go, Brandon, than it is to say F Joe Biden. But they're doing it. They are doing it. One of these videos has already been deleted on YouTube. That was the one by rapper Bryson Gray, and he was deleted off the YouTube. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't because he was wearing a Make America Great Again hat or wearing an uh, Impeach Biden T-shirt as he sang. But uh, that video was removed from YouTube for medical misinformation. Also, let that sink in when you want to consider the censorship going on in the media and in social media in this country right now. A song was removed from YouTube for containing medical misinformation. So much for freedom of speech. It's gone. I told you this a long time ago. You haven't been paying attention. The freedom of speech thing has been under assault since the bullying thing started, and it is getting worse and worse and worse. So you post something that they don't like, they'll find a reason to take it down. In this case, I'm sure it wasn't medical information that bothered them about this video. Obviously, some Joe Biden loving zealots in YouTube who decided this was horrible. You can't have something like this on YouTube. But, you know, this was a black rapper. So, I mean, this is very inconvenient. Because, you know, they're always the victims, I've heard, according to the left. So this is kind of the left not knowing what's going on. It's like, well, this guy should love Joe Biden because we want to put everybody into the same little cubby hole and not so much. And the other the song uh, that was number two was by a guy named Loza Alexander. Can't say I've really listened to either one of these songs, but I think they should be allowed to be played on YouTube. And I would recommend if anybody likes rap music, go and buy their tracks. Get those guys some money. Show them some love for standing up, even if they're just jumping on the bandwagon. I don't even care if they believe it. They could be a Joe Biden loving dude who just figures they can hit on a meme and get onto YouTube. And that's the American way. That's capitalism. You get to put your content out there. And if people like it for whatever reason it may be, you could be playing a character. It doesn't matter. So support those guys, support people that are putting content out there that is trying to entertain you, that it's trying to educate you, that is maybe saying things that some people don't like and understand that having multiple voices to listen to is the only way you're ever going to be able to learn on your own. It's the only way you're going to be able to have a BS meter internally to know what's real and what's not. And if you hear something that somebody says and you're wondering, well, that seems a little odd, do your own homework, do your own research. The Internet's a beautiful thing. Just understand. Not all sources are created equal and that you have to take into account that those sources are being 
brought to the top and pushed to the bottom by the search engines and by the social media moderators. I will say I saw that the FTC is now investigating Facebook over all of this whistleblower stuff and the fact that uh, the platform may have a negative effect on teenagers. Can we just, again, cut to the chase here and just admit everybody together as one that Facebook and all social media, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, whatever, all social media has negative effects, not just on teen girls, not just on teen boys, not just on adolescents, but also on adults, everybody. I think it has negative effects on your dogs and cats and fish. I think everything has a negative effect brought onto it by social media and the government trying to get involved to be like, hmm, let us investigate this. No, it's a waste of time like all this other crap you spend money on. Stop spending our money on stupid crap. How about that? How about you just stop spending our money on stupid crap and everybody just understands that the internet overall is a cesspool and when it comes to social media no good will ever come to it and if you don't understand that then maybe you're too stupid to be on the internet but i digress newt gingrich has an article and i know you say that name half the people love him half the people hate him but this is in regards to major league baseball as he points out that god must have a sense of humor because the World Series started last night and it is Georgia versus Texas in the teams of the Houston Astros and the Atlanta Braves. Now, the Houston Astros are the team that won just a few years back and was caught cheating. So, I mean, that's the big cheating scandal. That team is back in the World Series and a lot of people have been uh, doing their own chants like people have been doing about Joe Biden at the Astros throughout the whole year, last few years, because of that cheating scandal. And let's remember that awful state of Georgia was supposed to have the MLB All-Star game. And they had to take it away because, oh, my God, voting laws in Georgia. We want to ask for people's ID. No, no, it's okay to ask for ID. You know, if you have a vaccine passport, that's fine. I mean, if somebody wants to buy cigarettes, you have to ask for an ID. I mean, if somebody wants to buy alcohol, well, of course. You have to ask for an ID, but voting? No, no, racist. Totally racist to ask for an ID for people to vote. But MLB read into that that these were awful, horrible, racist people, and they could not have the All-Star game, but they will have the World Series. What? MLB, why aren't you standing up? Where are your convictions? Why are you letting them play the World Series? Take it away from them. Come on. You're the authoritarians. Take it away. Punish those people in Atlanta. Do it. Come on. I dare you. Newt Gingrich writes, what a wonderful irony that God decided to give the big government socialists the spectacle of the Atlanta Braves playing the Houston Astros in the World Series. God must be laughing with deeply felt happiness at the Georgia-Texas contest and the failure of wokeism to stop it. And I think you're right, Mr. Gingrich. I think you're right. And the Atlanta Braves fans not stopping the Tomahawk job. No, no, they are not. 
They are not bending to the woke culture. So you can stand up for those people in Atlanta who know that they're not being racist, hateful people by doing the tomahawk chop during a ball game. Dare we say we're seeing a chink in the armor of the woke world? Man, we can only hope. But this show here that you're listening to, this show works on the value for value model, which means I put the show out there. I hope you get some value out of it. If you're listening right now, I hope that the last half hour or so brought you some entertainment, brought you some enlightenment. You found something of value in the show. And if you did, it's up to you to put a number on that, send some value back to the show. And you can do so by going to random thoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com slash donate. You can use the donate button, the QR codes and wallet addresses for crypto or the snail mail address. If you'd like to go the check or money order route, they are all very much appreciated and coming in today. We have a couple of people to thank, including Anonymous, coming in via the snail mail route with $25 with the note that says, always interesting, always informative, and always enjoyable. I mean, that's one hell of a tagline, and it is very much appreciated. That's what we're trying to do. I don't know if we always hit it right on the nose, but that is exactly what we're trying to do, and we greatly appreciate the donation and also coming in at $15 with a monthly is our buddy Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley and also Sir Sean we appreciate you for supporting the show as well as giving us your time to listen I know there's a lot of things you can be doing with your entertainment time there's a lot of video games there's a lot of podcasts there's a lot of television even though television's mainly crap hell you could even be watching baseball or hockey or football, or something like that. So it is an honor that you are listening to the show. I hope you get something out of it. If you want to reach out to me, you can do so at Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N, at randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com. You can do so on Twitter at Darren O'Neill, or via No Agenda Social, which it is Darren O'Neill at noagendasocial.com. If you're on the Fediverse, all of those would love to hear from you with that said i will be back next week with another edition of the random thoughts podcast but until then i am darren o'neill thanks for listening 